Welcome to CVM Stories, the podcast on customer value management. Together, we explore how companies can be more successful and the customers happier through the use of latest customer value management techniques. Learn key commercial and analytical insights from telecoms, retail, finance, and other industries that drive CVM forward. Hi, I'm your host, Egidius. Today, our guest is Vitotas Jurgus. He is a senior manager for CRM, user experience, and marketing automation at Western Union. Vitotas is a marketing automation guru with over 15 years of experience across telco, finance, pharma, and security industries. Vitotas is known for his customer love, creativity, and wowing customers with personalized marketing magic. Today, He's going to share some marketing automation secrets. So, let's join the conversation. CVM Stories is produced by Exacaster. We help companies take their customer value management to the next level. To stay updated on our latest episodes, subscribe to the podcast or sign up for an email newsletter at exacaster.com slash cvmstories. Hi, Vitotas. Hi. Uh, welcome to our podcast. It's really great to have you here. Um, uh, I will spoil a bit uh, that uh, we know each other for, I think, 15 years. Or maybe more. Or no? maybe more. 15, 16 years, something like that. I've checked actually LinkedIn, like when I've joined the beta, because yes. this is where we've started or where we got introduced. So it was 2008. Yes. 2008. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like 15 uh, so. something. Yeah, yeah, it's like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, many, many years ago, you know? Um, and uh, you are one of those people who really inspire me uh, because it's like, as long as I remember you, you were like in marketing. And it's like, when I look at you, it's like you're born with marketing gene <laughs> because uh, kind of you are one of those uh, few people who even have a dissertation uh, in your master's about uh, Mobile marketing impact on consumer behavior intentions at the time when mobile marketing was not uh, born. I, w- I would say it's like, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago, it was not even a topic, you know? Yeah, and well, I think like that topic when I've chosen, um, and I've chosen because, well, I've started working at Telco, I, w- I wanted to have something related to Telco and marketing, and we were using at that time mainly SMS as mm-hmm. a chat, well, mobile channel. At yeah. that time, there were no mobile apps, no push notification. I think there was MMS. Yes, uh, there, was, uh, there was an MMS and uh, uh, the well, mobile internet was kind of, I don't know, the penetration was below yeah, 30%, yeah, yeah. was like 25, 26, something I think like we that. had goals also to increase the penetrations, like yeah. educating customers, like how yeah. to use uh, WAP. Yeah, it, WAP. It was like call on those <laughs> devices. Uh, we were segmenting those customers, we were pushing. So yeah, I've chosen this topic. And it was an uh, interesting topic at that time. Like uh, now I think nobody's talking about the SMS as such. No, no. It's so so I, I was wondering, uh, was it kind of, did you know from day one when you were born that <laughs> this is an area where you want to, to be in? Or how, how did it start? Well, uh, I think, uh, well, in, in nature, in life, uh, a lot of things happen like how it's supposed to happen. Yeah? Yeah. So I think uh, 
well, we discussed uh, today in front of the coffee that we mm. both uh, finished bachelors at the MIF, mathematics yeah. and informatics. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of was pushed by by parents. This is a good area, mathematics, informatics. Okay. Although a lot of well, recently friends told like, oh, you know that out of this group, you're not the strongest in the math. I'm like, why? Well, you're strong in empathy in reading people and understanding this. Well, well, okay, I can take that, but I work with data. <laughs> like I assume we're going to talk like reading yeah. and these skills are needed. Um, so when I finished bachelor's, I decided to have a one-year break mm-hmm. and, and I moved to United States. So in United States, I was working like J1 visa, traveled. Okay. It was more fun. Also at the end of the, that year, uh, there was MTV coming, so pop culture, like something fun. And I was an active kid at that time. My cousin, she went into MTV uh, as an audition for VJ. I went there too, and I actually escaped the finals. Really? So uh, what, what were you? Uh, well, there were like two guys selected, mm-hmm. me and one uh, guy. And there were like four girls. They were choosing one guy, one girl. But anyway, I think it's <laughs> a different topic. <laughs> so I, I moved to United States. I thought mm-hmm. that I'm going to live there. So I've traveled, worked. And uh, there was ICM. I've learned about this ICM. I wanted to enter the studies. And they had the pop culture and business management the program as such. And thought, okay, I'm going to apply into this because MTV show. And I didn't know about marketing at that time. And when I was applying, the dean of university said, actually, we closed this program because it wasn't that successful. But actually, this year, we're starting with a new international marketing and management. Like, would you like to apply? And I'm like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. And that's how I appeared in, in the market. And I said, okay, I want to live in Lithuania, although travel to US is like, there's always greener grass outside where we are not. And I've joined university, I kind of liked it. And especially in this area about uh, automation, you need mm-hmm. to have marketing and the uh, mathematical background, IT technical skills. And I got introduced to beta during the open student uh, uh, doors. And this is how I got accepted like as a student <laughs> and started my career at, in Delco. Uh, super funny part that uh, I also joined Beta through the uh, this student uh, path, you know. Yeah. So it's I like... would encourage all the students <laughs> go <laughs> and do that, that. Yeah. and do that. Yeah. So f- fast forward to now, uh, you are uh, working uh, uh, kind of you're a senior manager for CRM, user experience, marketing automation at Western Union. Could you describe a bit more what is your role uh, right, uh, right now? So current my role is well. Uh, I had a break of three years of like I was in Western Union for six and a half year. At that time, I was more into starting all the automations, uh, data modeling, working with data, creating use cases where what we can automate. Uh, I've I've looked for the greener grass outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, after three years, I've rejoined Western Union uh, back into. Uh, on certain projects to work on service and transactional communication and create better experience for customers there. Okay. Uh, but now I've moved back to marketing part due to org changes. And currently I'm leading a team of six people who are responsible for 
customer life cycle automation. So we're using marketing uh, tools, uh, different stacks to send emails, SMSs, push notifications, in-app messages to drive customer engagement and business value. So all the onboardings, nurturing, 1x to 2x, because this is uh, a financial money transactional business. So we're driving the customer loyalty, engagement, churn, the prevention. So we're kind of, our team is responsible, working with different regions, partners, uh, to implement automated journeys. Okay, sounds like a lot of uh, on the plate, <laughs> like many countries. A lot on the plate. Many <laughs> kind of life cycle stages, uh, uh, etc. So if we look from this perspective, uh, to be able to manage customer life cycle across so many countries, uh, what are the skills necessary here? So if somebody would like to say, I, uh, it seems like a fun job, you know, I would like to be a customer value manager or go into marketing automation. So what would you say are the core skills here? Well, uh, core skills. I think in general, um, I'd start with... with uh, strategic thinking or and creative thinking like we all are as the customers and we use different products and services like what we would like to have what kind of experience we would like to have with one or another service or product uh, in our case we're providing service there's no tangible thing it's the experience how the smooth transaction is going to be so I think understanding like from the need that I need to support some someone outside in different countries uh, I want to send money. So what the funnel is going to be mm-hmm. uh, before even first transaction? How the purchase okay. starts? Like, okay, there's a need. I start searching online. What are the ways to send money? So the, the whole journey starts with leads and prospects. And, well, currently we're not that strong on this. This is something that we're developing now and piloting in certain countries. We always were focusing on the... Uh, sender side and mm-hmm. uh, once they transact yeah they enter our funnels like data systems this is the sender we know their demographic data where they're sending from to where mm-hmm. what languages they speak so i think this is, this covers the other part the analytical and data understanding okay. not only like how data comes from the upper system how they Im- are imported from uh, within the marketing cloud tools um well, there are, of course, different people with different skills. Like some, not everyone can read the data. Like there are these SQLs. Yeah, we talk <laughs> a lot of SQLs in the team. Like, so, uh, can you still write SQL code? I do. I do. And uh, I kind of enjoy this, uh, although it takes some time. Mm-hmm. And, well, there are way stronger people on writing complex SQLs. But I, I love writing. <laughs> and the, the funny thing is, well... <laughs> This is like uh, we were talking in the team. When I have full access to the tool, mm-hmm. and uh, you can easily write query and get the numbers and report to leadership, uh, to whatever, who I'm reporting, like, oh, this is the segment, this is the size. There was uh, recently decided, okay, there's risk that uh, other people has access to this uh, environment. We're going to cut the access. <laughs> and I'm like, come in, guys, guys. I've been working on these tools like many. I know all the risks, like what can be broken. 
but they decided to cut me off of this. And that basically created a longer funnel for me to report numbers to the leadership. Instead of getting those numbers in 15, 30 minutes, it takes four days. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this is a super funny pattern. It's like usually team wants to cut off uh, management from direct access to the data. <laughs> I have seen this. Uh, oh, you've in, seen that in many situations. Yeah, yeah. What are the reasons? Like somebody like, oh, you're gonna know more than I do, or this is about this, you know, ownership of the thing. <laughs> it's like you know, uh, uh, kind of managers uh, tend to get everything really fast. But sometimes uh, they misinterpret, uh, you know, uh, when you go to the management uh, uh, and you are not so into details, sometimes you forgot some important nuances and you might misread some data, you know. You missed some filter in your query and you reported the good or bad results, you know. <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> and, and then the team gets punished, you know, that uh, you, are rep you reported bad numbers, etc. But this is kind of, I, I see this pattern, you know. Uh, and it correlates with the experience because I was reporting a bit different numbers that the team was having access, but actually their numbers were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so it, it was funny, but uh, I thought, okay, this is not my battle, guys. <laughs> okay, so so if, if we take a, a kind of, a, um, if we step back a, a little bit, so the key thing is like to see the whole customer journey and whole customer experience flow, yeah? To be able to read the data, uh, to be able to coordinate Teams. Uh, yeah, like communication, collaboration with different teams. Yeah. Uh, well, other, well, yeah, this is like needed if you want to drive changes and mm -hmm. implementation. So you need to be open, like uh, talk to sales, talk to regional teams, because they're going to know better than yours. Well, we're scattered around the world. Like mm -hmm. you're not going to know better than French team in France or German team or in the US. Like, what's the behavior of their customers. Yeah. They know the market better. So you need to talk like what they're initiating, what are the business goals for that market, like where we need to focus. So you need to be open, uh, talk. Uh, you need to communicate messages properly internally, like cause mm -hmm. this is when we're talking, this is technical things, technical yeah. discussion. You need to brief technical teams to implement those things. Yeah. So you need to write proper brief because if you're not gonna like, well, I don't know if this say shit in, shit out. Yeah. There's a lot of discussion in this, like how clean data is your, have you cleaned it? Do you know what can be uh, unexpected input? A small tangent, tangent here. So what is your relationship with the IT department? Usually IT don't like marketing guys, you know? Um, <laughs> from uh, like, Two colors, if well, three colors, <laughs> red, yellow, green. So I'll yeah. say it's yellow. Yeah, okay. Like it, there's always this tension. Like, mm -hmm. uh, oh, you don't know. Well, we know better. Like, w but we need to find the agreement. Or like, and I think this is the learning curve. Like mm -hmm. with one people, you can with certain people you can find agreement pretty quickly. With others, you need to multiple meetings. Yeah. So. Um. If we go from this high level to a bit uh, more granular details, so for, for people who are not uh, in marketing automation, can you describe, let's say, your typical day? Uh, uh, what, what would be like the key things that you do? You know, you come to office, take coffee, 
and uh, then I don't know, 20 meetings. Uh, well, yeah. Well, current <laughs> typical day is uh, I'm drowning in emails because well, it's global and everything is burning. So mm -hmm. I need also to learn this, like uh, to fight those firefights in my head, like nothing's gonna burn and <laughs> okay. we're gonna survive. And I'm trying to uh, convey the, the team as well. Like, uh, let's have a like, clear mind, like what's the task? So I think a lot of things is uh, now discussion within the team, like because mm -hmm. different folks are working on different tasks. And as we discuss now, I need to learn the, the legacy, like what team has automated, how those journeys performing, how many messages we're sending, how it relates to um, actual data, like the input, how many customers are new in certain markets. Are we covering all? Because not everyone is contactable, not everyone is marketable. Mm -hmm. The opt-ins, opt-outs, like, so we need to see if we're capturing, if we're not missing anything. Uh, so there's a lot of brainstorming with uh, uh, go-to-market leaders as well, like, what about other countries? So there's a lot of meetings, like, uh, and you need to, to be a Shiva with multiple hands, like, to complete everything. So it's a lot of prioritizing, but a lot of things, like, with uh, talking with people, um, sketching how the journey should be, like, giving an insight, mentoring or coaching. So uh, in this noise, uh, what, what are the, let's say, primary KPIs that you are tracking to, to, to stay kind of uh, on top of things? So primary KPIs, so as I mentioned, we're using email, SMS, uh, app communication. My, my strengths are more on email and SMS, like app. There are like uh, really strong people within the team. But we're measuring like how those channels perform, like delivery rates, how many like volumes we're sending, mm -hmm. like, just to track like, just to be on top of mind and uh, convey or uh, message the value or like tr to trigger customers. Send now, download okay. an app, become a member, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. now, then uh, these are parameters, how these channels perform. But at the end of the day, we want to drive business growth, like revenue how these automated journeys impact the business overall. So we do have certain measurement or like how we measure the performance. Like we create campaign holdouts. Okay. So we set aside a same segment of customers, like I don't know, 10%, 50%, 5%, depending how statistically significant the measurement could be achieved at the end. So we measure the campaign performance. Um, Legacy, we do have global holdout, oh, okay. if you're fa yeah. familiar. So mm -hmm. at the end of the year or beginning of the year, data team reshuffles the data and they say, okay, you're going to be in the global holdout. You're not going to receive anything mm -hmm. through own channels. So at the end of the year, we just measure how the set of the customers who did not receive anything performs with those who were constantly engaged. Mm -hmm. and, and do you see uh, large dif differences between those global yeah, hold well, holdouts? And there is an impact that mm -hmm. doing something or being uh, with like communicating, it's gonna like you're gonna outperform. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there are campaigns where we introduce some uh, uh, demographical like 
creating personas and we see, okay, wow, crazy. We thought that our hypothesis was by bringing persona in this test, gonna outperform, but maybe it's too early because some teams like they were drawing con uh, conclusions like after one or two days, they did, even didn't give like one business cycle, one week mm -hmm. or two weeks to measure and see the, the outcome. Okay. Uh before we, 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 we go into even more details, I have a, a, a last uh, question for you. So I know that you are a father, a husband, you know, you have a, a, a nice family. You are working in this kind of overwhelming environment. <laughs> so how do you refresh yourself? How do you stay, I don't know, alive, you know? Well, yeah, well, working, well, Western Union is the global company, US-based, so uh, a lot of meetings are happening in the evening, so it's hard, like, uh, it's not easy <laughs> with family sometimes, like, finding that time, like, especially for the kids. Uh, how I refresh my mind, like, well, I'm active, I don't know how you remember me from Bita, like, I've started wakeboarding, yeah. but wakeboarding going, goes down. I don't have time to do that. So with the wakeboarding, did you reach a certain level, like the kickers, etc.? Uh, I didn't learn those air tricks, but I was hitting the figures. Okay. Uh, like, I don't know what they were calling, jibbing, like mm -hmm. when you land. So I, w I really loved it. Like it cleans your mind because you can't think about work while you're wakeboarding. Because you yeah. can easily like hit the <laughs> obstacle well, I've hit an obstacle last year, so I had a bit of injury. I'm going to the woods uh, uh, like with, a, with Airsoft uh, team. Ah, uh, okay. It's not the Rifleman's Association, but uh, we tend maybe sometimes to practice with them. It's like, well, due to the political thing, so it's, uh, you train your different capabilities, like surviving, spending time in the nature, uh, tactical things are also leader, leading people training. My good of my friends also reintroduced the uh, roller skating. So okay. we tend once maybe a week or once per two weeks to go roller skating through the city. So you find some uh, uh, activities that uh, really help to disconnect. So, you need, <laughs> like, when, if you're constantly going to be in the office or like thinking, you need time like to step from the... What, what, did, uh, what learnings do you take from uh, kind of going to the woods with uh, guns and practicing, you know, uh, to, let's say, your daily work? Is it something that you can take it from there? Well, that's a good question. I never thought what the learning could be. Well, I think like not rushing. Uh, I think uh, not rushing, like think through what could happen, but sometimes we need to be aggressive also. Uh, and this is something that we see in the team. Oh, we lack sometimes aggressive, like when we need to complete certain, like a task, uh, like those airsoft games mm -hmm. where we usually play. Uh, and this maybe could be implied also in, in, in the work environment. We need to be aggressive against the competition or sometimes spend more hours. Like um, an accident happened, apology needs to be sent, so you need to stay after work or even during the weekend. 
where team needs to work on the content, on getting segment data needs to support. So I think uh, also being strategic, think some steps like in front, like in playing chess. Well, I'm not good <laughs> at chess, so not go. Let's not go that path. Yeah. No, but this is, I think, it's a super important learning. You know, there are situations when you need to get things done, you know, no matter what. Yeah, yeah I think, like, well, this is, like, cliche, like, cutting big elephant into small pieces. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, well, we discussed, like, sometimes there's a big project and it can scare you off. But if you're going to start, like, with small steps, like, let's do this. Let's verify it's working. Good. Let's leave it working, automated. Let's move to another thing. Okay. Now, uh, if we move back uh, to a business topic, you are in a super unique situation. Like uh, you are in the, this area for over 15 years. You worked in telco, in pharma, in security, and in finance. And uh, doing kind of covering not exactly the same roles, but similar roles in marketing automation, in customer value management, customer relationship management. What, uh, uh, what do you see those industries have in common? And what differences do you see? What, what learnings did you bring from one to another? You know? mm -hmm. I think like, uh, first of all, uh, so all this, my career, I'm, I was mainly on the service side. Like it's, it's not the product. Uh, I really, well, the pharma was the only career where I was working with the products and more working with uh, client side who were bringing their stuff for us to sell and put on the shelf. I think the main thing, well, like all these industries have in common, they have customers. Mm -hmm. And uh, all customers, they have their needs, like problems to be solved. So they come to you to get a service, get a product, to solve their problem. So they have customer, they have uh, a lot of data around customers and that data somehow needs to be placed on the shelf, like properly to be accessed by multiple teams. Mm -hmm. um, so analytical teams, like the segmentation, all the industries does the segmentation and within the marketing team, whether you're gonna have analytical person or you're gonna be collaborating with uh, data teams, but you need to be clearly specific, like what is your goal? Uh, what segment you want to target? Like what are the profiles of the customers? And when mentioned, uh, what is the company's goals in general? Mm -hmm. Do we need to focus on, I don't know, uh, upselling, cross-selling, if this is uh, multiple product? And I think this, is, this was a great experience at the security company where they initially were having only one product, the core product, which was feeding the whole organization. Then they introduced two others. And my and my team members' goal was, how are we going to start cross-selling them? So mm -hmm. we started like brainstorming, trying to find, and it was a total new thing for us. Like, how are we going to do that? So uh, <clears throat> um, in this case, uh, can, can we d dig a, a bit deeper? Because this is a very interesting situation, you know? For example, in telco, we have usually several product lines. We have the core line, like, I don't know, it is, uh, let's say, core subscription, either for mobile or for uh, home services. And then you do all the cross-selling and the upselling uh, 
thing. And this is, seems super natural, natural for telcos. And then you go to totally different industry <laughs> and you have the same situation, you have core product and then you need to cross sell to a new product. So what similar, similarities in this uh, have you seen or maybe you took some learnings from telco and pushed there and maybe took learnings from there and transferred to uh, Western? Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I think what we started is, well, our initial start was to understand the business and understand the, the customers, like what products they're using or how they're using this, their core product. Uh, then we were trying to brainstorm and learn other products. Uh, well, uh, their core product mm -hmm. is VPN. Yeah. Password manager was new and Locker, the, a bit of advertising here, no? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, those like I haven't used none of those products before. Before joining, yeah. Like okay. I've started looking into more like what's well. VPN is known for a lot of corporate corporations due to the security or like just accessing your work stuff. And password. Well, we use all. Everybody has passwords. We have multiple accounts, so it was interesting, and I, I think. Uh, it was more of trying, finding that right moment uh, to deliver right message for you to get aware of this product, the problem you have, and then try converting. So this is like, we had this, I think this is something I totally gonna remember. And when we meet with my friend who is also not anymore with that company, we always like remember this as a good experience, like an, we had this like Eureka moment, like mm -hmm. during the lunch, we came up with a crazy idea how we can test it and it actually worked. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you can share this idea I, or, or... I think it's not a big secret. It's more about this finding the spot like when you... So imagine like... Uh, I don't, do you use Password Manager? Yes. Now, uh, now like for... I don't know, for three years or four how, years. Like, how, what was your purchase, Fana, like, to get it? Or convince, who convinced you to get it? Uh, when, uh, I think after some of the major leaks uh, of, uh, you know, when some, uh, some product was hacked and the passwords were exposed, and then I was like, okay, it's impossible for me. I cannot use the same password everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I need to generate new passwords. And then it was like, oh, uh, kind of, uh, I have Apple uh, devices, like I have Keychain. Oh, let's try to use this and then kind of gone. You know? mm -hmm. So th this was my, my path. Okay. Basically out of fear, you know. Yeah, well, fear is one of the things, like we as a human fear of yeah. different things. And yeah. I think through using fear in marketing is one of the psychological things. So what we did is uh, we tried to look into existing customers, like mm -hmm. who are using VPN core product. And we raised the questions like, how many of those goes through the forgot password funnel? Oh, wow. We raised this question during the lunch and then let's, let's see that's the path. And there were a lot of people. And we had to, like our goal was to convert the, uh, at the end of the month, year, quarter to have more two plus customers mm -hmm. using two products. So those we funneled, you press on this forgot reset remind of the password, you enter to enter your email, and there is already, let it be your last password reset. 
that was our headline, like with different wording. And uh, imagine, like a lot of people got attention. They went through, they, they received an email with the password reset, everything. There's also a secondary message, like, let it be your last password. We have mm -hmm. this solution. That funnel worked, outperformed all the other funnels. Oh my God, this is genius. <laughs> it, it, and it's simple. Yeah, it's like, it's, and, and I think like, and this is what we discussed like about the creativity and finding those right moments, like where you, when it hurts mm -hmm. your stomach or your head, you go to the doctor or to get that yeah. pill. Yeah, yeah. So this was this pill. Yeah, but this is like, this is, I would say, the core example of why personalized marketing actually works and, yeah. and, and grows the business. So, and that was the easiest <laughs> thing, like coming with an idea, yeah. but then the rest of the whole kitchen, managing yeah. stakeholders, because mm -hmm. neither I, neither my colleague were, had their access to the tools to implement. Mm -hmm. So we had to pitch it, find partners, prioritize it. But then this is the whole kitchen, like, oh, who's going to be the priority? Who wants to take credit? Well, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, this is a, an amazing example. Uh, so let, let's talk a bit uh, about, let's say, uh, what is the, uh, the marketing automation role in different industries? Yeah, so uh, in telco, it's like one importance. In finances, uh, I don't know what is the, you mm -hmm. know, how important is it, uh, it is in uh, uh, security part, uh, again, um, uh, how would you say the business looks at this uh, uh, area of their operations? You know? I th so let's go maybe a few years back. Mm -hmm. I think when COVID struck, I think uh, everybody were going into digital world, like digitalizing things. And uh, there's more and more uh, pressure from leaders, like automating stuff, like mm -hmm. bringing efficiency in what you're doing. If you remember back those days at Telco when we worked and our process of way of doing or uh, creating or this engagement or driving cross-selling or off-selling, we were doing like manually, like, okay, mm -hmm. I need data. I need this segment <laughs> who are just uh, uh, voice users. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's teach them SMS. So you drive and you convey the message. Oh, we have internet, do this, do that. So with automation, you, can, you find this niche of the customers that you want to drive uh, to a different level, like different segment. So you create an automated funnel, you do the proof of concept, you automate it and you leave it. Mm -hmm. And you focus on something else, okay? You find another uh, thing that you, whether you want to increase the plan, uh, sell a cross product, which supplements or uh, contributes to, to the existing, you find it, you automate it, and you leave it. Mm -hmm. Then you come back and you like read the data, how, how it performs. Is it performing good? Is it bad? Do you need to change the copies? Mm -hmm. And all these tools, they can all like they do have features like A, B, C, D, mm -hmm. etc. How many tests you wanna do? So you create different subject lines. You create different message. Um, I don't know, we haven't touched the AI big thing. Yeah, so no, there are so many yet. tools uh, that help you create different tone and voice, like urgency, mm -hmm. uh, fairness. Mm -hmm. So they find different words how to, like maybe you're gonna act more on the numbers, mm 
I'm going to act more on this softness or something. So we're different. So AI tools can, through a certain time, they find the, how different segments react to different messages. And that increases the uh, engagement. Maybe to deepen a bit this topic. So for you, uh, as a person who is responsible for all marketing automation, what, what would be the list of kind of tool set that you need to be, I don't know, coordinated so that you would say, okay, I have everything what I need to implement my ideas. Yeah. So what, what would be the, the tools uh, that you definitely need in place? Well, uh, I think, well, in general, you have to have a platform that will deliver your messages. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether that's going to be a cloud, well, everything is in cloud. Mm-hmm. Like, so you have to have rails to deliver messages. You need to have a unified customer database. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two. Although it is not marketing's uh, responsibility to have it, but we as a partners, we push and we raise the request. You need the uh, analytical tools to like, which provides you the performance. Mm-hmm. I treat it differently. Yeah, like yeah. dashboards, uh, I don't know, BI tools that visualize like how it is performing. Uh, AI tools like mm-hmm. the well, who helps with the content. You need so to. You use AI content, uh, AI tools to basically do the content generation mm-hmm. or like fine tuning the message. It's more fine tuning the the message because we're. Mm-hmm. For, it's not that, but you, we work with a brand who creates assets for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. You need to have either internal agency. Mm-hmm. I think internal agents or internal teams are more efficiently. They know the business. They know mm-hmm. that versus working externally. So they provide assets. They provide copy. We ingest that content mm-hmm. into those AI machines, which can, from one version, they can create different 10 or whatever we want, and mm-hmm. then we choose which we want. Uh, content management systems, like where okay. they're going to be storing uh, visuals. What else? Offers? For, uh, or like our product tools, ca- uh, catalogs, something like that? Ye- we use yeah. I think it is. It can be related to this uh, and next best offer NBA. Mm-hmm. Like this is part of the analytical because mm-hmm. they create uh, through segmentation that for this guy, uh, this person, we need to do this action. Okay. Um, actually, uh, I lack experience on these ones, but uh, this is something that we were discussing how this should in- evolve or enhance our Martech or how we can leverage. Uh, although we discussed about this long experience, yes. like some things are still being created. Like technology are really fast in terms of how big companies can <laughs> turn. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so so yeah, so we have quite a lot of uh, you know different tools, and I assume that uh, uh, you need to somehow integrate them. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> it's not gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. This there's this. Having customer 360 view or mm-hmm. like what this tool does and does the other tool knows that mm-hmm. we've sent to this customer. Originally, we were like having different tools or different partners for different channels. So mm-hmm. we had 
marketing cloud tools for emails because they were good at emails, mm-hmm. uh, creating content, uh, storing content, uh, and executing and the reporting. SMS, different vendors, or we were mag- managing through aggregators or partners, but those tools did not talk. Mm-hmm. We knew at the end we, within our platform. When app came, there's a different platform. Marketing cloud tools, they say, well, we can have and provide everything, but they lack something. They're not good at certain things. So we had like either move everything under one roof and sacrifice some things, or let's say let's split them, but then have a holistic view somewhere at, I don't know, like the unified customer database, mm-hmm. which then communicates uh, through other tools. It's not an easy thing. <laughs> is there a single answer what is better, you know? I don't think there's no secret like recipe that would work <laughs> for you, for me, for others. Like, but I believe everyone is chasing for that <laughs> recipe. Okay. Uh, uh, when we started Exacaster, like uh, I know, 13 years ago, uh, our uh, the way we imagined good tools is like you know, a marketer comes. Press the bus button, increase revenue, and everything you know works uh, automatically. Uh, and uh, over those 15 years, you have touched uh, I don't know tens of different uh, marketing automation tools. So, uh, is uh, let's say a marketing automation tool the only answer? <laughs> uh, and uh, so, what, what's your opinion? Is it like have you seen the perfect marketing automation tool? Is it the answer? Uh, what, uh, what's your take on that? I'll, I'll start maybe uh, from a little bit ang- different angle mm-hmm. answering this question. Uh, I don't know how it happened, but uh, few, like some years back, I, I got introduced to, uh, to university to support the lecturer to talk about the marketing automation, like present what's the role, and we were talking. And we had this little debate that the lecturer was talking, oh, marketing automation tools changes everything. And you, have, you bring automation and it will do the magic for you. And in the car, I was talking to her. I was like, no, like, I think you need to start from different. Like, you need to start with the process. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your process? What's the current process you're doing manually? Can you automate it? Like, do you have all the necessary data, content? Any tool, uh, I think, will automate it. You just bring the tool and I think most of the tools going to deliver what you want. Mm-hmm. But it will not solve all the automation, like the processes that you need to solve before bringing the tool. Then going back to the tools, uh, the tools that I saw and I've been working, uh, you can start with very similar ones. Like, uh, I think we've started the beta with Mailer and mm-hmm. they grew up. Other platforms also uh, comes in into this MarTech world and every year we see more and more of those. So I think uh, you need to start with uh, how mature you are. Mm-hmm. You may start with the small tools and you grow. You prove the business that you need to invest in the tools. And this is what happened at Western Union. We were imitating automation. Mm-hmm. 
we created a proof of concept. We had great leadership support that, okay, this is something that we need to do. We had all the power to run this test. So we worked closely with data team and we created the funnel, which was supported manually. Hey, data team, I need this set of customers in these markets. I think it was like, I don't remember. We were driving certain things. Okay, we send communication. I don't remember. After a week, we were checking, okay, let's pull the segments. Okay, let's divide. These mm-hmm. converted. Let's exclude or create a different message for others. Let's send reminders. I don't remember how long it ran, but basically at the end of the proof of concept, it proved that we need more of these journeys. We can't, like, we need to scale it, not run manually in different countries, regions. So we, we, we leadership, uh, received budget, so we started proof, uh, pitching different tools, big tools, big companies likes mm-hmm. to work with yeah. big companies <laughs> in America. Yeah. Um, we ended up with Salesforce Marketing Cloud at that time, and I was at that time, for, like, let's say, single super user of Western Union, like mm-hmm. we're... I work with partners, consultants, like how are we going to automate? How are we going to bring? How are we going to bring data? Uh, and I think this is where the mathematical informatica background ca- mm-hmm. came as a help, that it's, it's a technical tool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever had experience like navigating or exploring how the tool, but it's technical. Okay. And I think uh, where we've learned that we were not that mature at that time. Even me, like it was affordable for me, but it was hard to use. And our strategical internal goal was that marketeers who are usually soft skilled people, we want to give them accesses to use it and scale their uh, journeys, automation, etc. So we kind of learned, well, I saw tears in their eyes that, this is so difficult. Like, I don't know if we're going to manage to use it. So after a year of using this one, we created another RFP. We need different tool. But when we discussed in front of coffee, I think that, that was an easy transition because we didn't have a lot like uh, automated journeys that would create, a, you know, a big backlog of the transition. Let's transition our data model which was easy because all the data tables attributes has been done. Journeys, there were like some of them, but it was transition. So we moved to uh, Oracle responses. Different tools, like this, like one tool is heavily developers, IT people driven, uh, big community of developers supports in India, that market, like they specify in that. Oracle, it had like different UI. They, they were focusing their product to marketeers. It had different like user experience and we were users using it. People scaled up pretty quickly. They adopted. We were scaling and a lot of stuff has been done, created. Um, different experience. So then when I look backwards, was I not that mature and both tools are the same? Or we had already hard experience with this hard tool, and this different tool gave different experience. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. we're using Salesforce now. 
I don't, I don't know how, how many years pass, but somebody comes in, they sell, pitch that there's better tools, like a leadership executive, and they sold uh, back to this Salesforce. And I wasn't at that time, well, I was at the time still in the company when discussions had started, but I was on the leave. And I just have this experience discussion with the current team who are still within the company, how much they had to go through moving, not that piece, but big piece to a different tool. Nobody wants now to move to another <laughs> one. <laughs> so there's a, an internal joke that there are good tool. Shall we move? <laughs> but uh, here I want to touch base on two topics because these are uh, super uh, amazing topics. Like it's the first time I hear that the company before choosing to invest into a marketing automation tool does a real proper simulation of what is the business impact from automation. And then you basically have a full alignment with the organization. This is why we are doing this. Mm -hmm. So this for me, this is like, wow, I haven't seen this. It's like a crazy thing. I think well, we both are for mathematics. And mathematics, like numbers, usually convey the message properly. Like, okay, without automation, you invest that much time. With automation, you mm -hmm. might increase the efficiency. You're going to have less resources. You can easily scale. Mm -hmm. uh, and, well... The automation is like uh, an employee, yeah, like who, as an assistant, he does the work that you told him to do. And I think this area, like when everybody's talking, AI will steal your job like <laughs> yeah. robots. No, I think they're going to support. You still need to have this creative thinking. And uh, uh, adding to the other theme, it's like... Uh, so if the company, uh, so you have seen many tools, many implementations, uh, and in the same Western, you, you saw the transitions. For the companies that are now thinking about changing uh, their tool or going to, let's say, next level of marketing automation, what aspects of the tool itself you would say it's really important to take into account when making a decision? And what are the realistic expectations of how much time does it take to actually, from your idea that I'm purchasing the new tool, to uh, receiving the business value, you know, mm -hmm. actually running the campaigns and saying, yeah, it's, it was a good investment. But we assume that existing co company already has a tool. They, yeah. They've been yeah. automating and now there's something mm -hmm. is pitching them for, to, yeah. to switch, yeah? So I think... Uh, Company needs to see, how, well, first of all, how long they've been using, how much they would have to move to a different, like what's the background already created, what additional value will be created by a different tool. Is it worth that switch? Uh, because a lot of people might be involved and you need to plan ahead that by moving things, teams won't be supporting business as usual, like current things that they need to deliver. They need to create existing new, like current journeys, they need to update, they need to introduce something new. Beside the journeys, they're ad hoc, 
campaigns, like always on, like something needs to be initiated. So whether that switch will create additional value, I think what companies should maybe focus is more on, on data side, like because how the data could be created, like next best offers, mm-hmm. ingest that one into existing platform, how that could be used. I think current days when uh, there's so much data, <laughs> big data, yeah. uh, a lot. A lot of discussion was around this, like, how can we eat that data? There's something that we're missing on the table. Something is under the table. We need to find that and use it. And I think at the end of the day, either tool's going to solve, like, create NBOs, create MBAs. Mm-hmm. And how that data could be funneled in, in your and used within the automation. Because uh, there's, I think, like, selling different tool, like, uh, from the selling side, it's pretty easy. Like you find something that really triggers. And when we talk about the experience, technical skills, uh, when people sometimes lack, they, they buy it. That, mm-hmm. oh, our tool can't do it. Yeah. This tool can, no, it could be done. There's workarounds. Uh, we just need like, to find the ways of doing it. Or, or integrate a, a smaller partner who is good at something. And through APIs, you can mm-hmm. achieve same things. Uh, I think this is kind of a, a lot of experience in that that you always need to focus on the business value and how it will impact your your processes rather yeah. than specific features. Um, I think uh, I, I have the last question on the tool side before wrapping up. So wh- uh, what uh, kind of uh, when you look ahead, you know, yeah, so 15 years of experience backwards when we are looking ahead what are your expectations of how the marketing automation as a topic will uh, evolve what kind of uh, let's say uh, new capabilities are you expecting to come up uh, etc what are your dreams you know (laughs) Uh, I think the hardest thing is more of uh creating those processes or involving internal people. Like, uh, I think the dreams or visions about uh, automation or how to leverage those tools, they can be very, like, miraculous. Like, mm-hmm. we want to create this. Um, so I think, like, maybe as an example, we're, we're discussing uh, now internally how to create really personalized customer experience by leveraging uh, uh, corridor level where you're sending money to bringing different images for different people. Like, and it seems like for marketing, like data people, okay, we, need, we have this attribute. If this attribute is this, show this image. Mm-hmm. But how much this <clears throat> creates uh, work for creative teams? They need to create different images mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, content-wise, create different content like to personalize different products or services available in that country so once you create that you need to ingest in the tool and and use that uh, i have this question about uh because linkedin all the web is around the ai how ai chat gpt is now very and fortunately i, I learned about chat gpt from students because i'm i've voluntarily uh, well uh, 
So I, I teach basics of mm-hmm. marketing and automation at Vilnius Coding School. Okay. So somebody asked this question, like, do you know? I'm like, no, but I saw this. So I've, <laughs> they pushed me also to learn something yes. by raising the questions. And everybody's like, I think leadership who does not know the math, like the technical skills, they think that something miraculous can happen. But when you're spending most time, you need to connect a lot of wires for things to happen. I personally, but maybe you can correct me, that uh, at the end of the day, you need somehow also to control. Like if you're going to give everything to AI, you don't know what AI is going to spit mm-hmm. to the market. And then what, like legal and privacy teams going to get involved? Like how are they going to solve this? You, you need to have this control, limited number of offers. If you're going to give offer calculation, I don't know, to AI to calculate MBOs, it can create different ones and you're not going to know which. But at the end, like salespeople front end should know that this person received this offer. You promised yeah. this, you need to deliver. Yeah, so you need to have this controllable, manageable things that you're afford. But I think it's an interesting area. Uh, a lot of things could be done, but hopefully there's going to be one such tool which <laughs> will do easily with that one button press. No, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I think uh, yeah, I think we have a vision for that, but maybe it will take some time. You know, uh, as you said, it's like uh, uh, from the business perspective, probably you want to be in control of what does your business do, so you cannot give everything to mm-hmm. neither. Uh, the best uh, AI algorithms, yeah. If we wouldn't have vision, I think it wouldn't drive the uh, performance improvement efficiency. Yeah. We would be sending SMSs like we did <laughs> <laughs> back 15 years, no? Yeah, exactly. So to, to wrap up our conversation, over your uh, really long career, uh, could you share, let's say, the most proud moment that you had oh, from, from the campaign side, what was, let's say, the campaign that uh, it was like, oh my God, I'm super proud of that. Uh, I kind of expected this question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I had two. One we already covered. Okay. Uh, that mm-hmm. was this aha, Eureka mm-hmm. moment. The other, I think uh, we covered also a bit, uh, uh, this was the proof of concept that we manually mm-hmm. uh, imitate the uh, automation. And that opened the door for me also to grow as a specialist, like learn the marketing tools that I, I think I wouldn't have a chance to touch or become like a, a certified user of those. And uh, well, that was seen by the leadership and our team with uh, our leaders and cross-functional. We, we, we got the internal Lions Award and we were sent to Cannes Lions one week of the marketing event. So it was this wow experience how we got rewarded. So I think always okay. be curious, like try, do A-B test. Numbers help you prove uh, or convey the message like how this works. And I think, well, you shouldn't be afraid of the failures, like failures as well, like they tell what's not working. So you mentioned about the failures. So what is your most embarrassing campaign that you have done, you know? Uh, oh, 
I don't that you can share now, you know? Uh, I don't think that I have such, or I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I was good <laughs> with sequels. <laughs> <laughs> or my sequels were like, I always like when write a sequel, I always go to data team. Hey, yeah. <laughs> is it good enough? Like, have I missed? So, so that's how I learned. Like, okay. Uh, always really? test or like always proofread <laughs> before you you go. Yeah, this is like uh, I know sending a wrong wrong message to everybody. It's uh, a typical mistake, you know. But I've seen those mm. failures, so yeah. And uh, the last question that we ask for everyone. So, could you recommend a book? Uh, the uh, uh, or uh, I don't know podcast or whatever media. Uh, that could help to introduce your topic better? Okay, well, that's a good one. Well, uh, I love reading. Uh, I, I didn't read that much when I was <laughs> in school or a student. So recently I just completed the Outside In, uh, outside okay. in book, the, the Power of Putting Customer at the Center of Your Business. It's about the customer centricity. A lot of known examples, like it, it, I think it's research by the Forrester. Uh, black, black box thinking. Okay. Um, it is more about the failures we just covered. <laughs> well, and I listen to the books most often, like through, uh, through my phone, because, well, when commuting or traveling, like uh, podcast, uh, uh, you, I listen to Gartner, Thinkcast. Uh, uh, an English one, and uh, from Lithuanian, time to time I listen to uh, about Agile, Agile mm-hmm. and Sophos on the okay. sofa, and Super Product, also okay. Lithuanian. It's about how products are being created. What's an interesting area is this user experience, UI, UX, like it also like how we should think about from the customer perspective. I think this is a super good wrap up because when you deliver the message, the experience at the very fi- uh, kind of final stage has to be great. Yeah, because well, delivering automated message is not the end. Like customer will have to land somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen that sometimes uh, when there's a rush, there's no landing pages created. And when we <laughs> say like, where customers gonna land? We don't have it. Can we put everything in an email? People don't read emails. They skim. They need to, everything should be in the small triangle to answer certain questions. Then what's the purchase funnel on the landing side? Is it few clicks, multiple clicks to close the the deal? Thank you, Vitotas. It was a pleasure to have you today. Thank you for inviting me. It was an interesting experience like for me. Thank you for listening to CVM Stories. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. You can also ask us a question about a particular customer value management challenge you have at work. We will happily ask our experts to tackle your challenge in a future episode. 